Jilly Juice, Jillian Epperly, the Jilly Juice lady. We haven't heard from her in a while, so let's see what she's been up to. How many of you have let animals die because you withheld food from it? You withheld nutrients from your animal because you were told by the medical holistic system to withhold food from your animal because you don't want to feel it evolve. You just looked at your animal as an evolution piece, or not, I'm sorry, as an entertainment piece. So when people have pets that they're willing to go and put down or destroy through the medical system or the holistic system, they're looking for an entertainment piece. They're looking for a court jester. They're not looking at the animal as an... Okay, so it appears that Jillian has a dog. Well, that's kind of nice, right? I mean, she has a lovely senior dog named Sugar. Although she seemed pretty passionate in the clips about the story of her adoption, I can also understand where she's coming from. She tells her subscribers that many people just want an animal as an entertainment piece, and they don't want to take care of it. And that's not wrong, but it is important to care for your animal and not see them as a toy. Although I can't say I understand where she gets the idea that her dog may evolve from, I'm pretty sure just that's not how evolution works, but okay. But I can get behind the whole don't treat an animal like entertainment idea. Maybe this isn't so bad after all. They're being starved, they're being um, uh, abused because animal needs to evolve or needs to do, maybe the animal pees because they have bladder issues. And then the person goes and rubs their nose in the animal, rubs the animal's nose in the carpet because they think the animal's being mean. No, the animal may have some issues that you're not willing to deal with. You know how many times my dog has seizures because of this environment and I keep feeding the seizures with food? After a rant about how only abused animals run away from home, which is absolutely not true, Jillian says that you're not supposed to rub your dog's nose and pee. And again, I see where she's coming from. And I also agree with that statement, but hang on there, Jilly. Did you just say that your dog is having seizures and constantly peeing the bed? Hmm, that sure sounds like a pet visit to me. You have been to the vet, right? The food, from everything I gave her, people food, and I didn't stop her, her seizures with any kind of anti-inflammatories. She, I didn't give her any more of, of any of the remedies. And that's what happened to me this, this Thanksgiving. I did not anticipate having to save my dog. <laughs> because if she was in anyone else's hands, they would have killed her already. They would have destroyed her. Oh, I know my dog would not survive any other household out there because they wouldn't know what to do with her. They wouldn't have the background. Or they would go take her to the vet and put her on drugs and then she would pass away as soon as her body was cannibalized by the microbial babies from the drugs. Okay, no vet. Hmm. So this isn't the only video in which Jillian claims that she won't take her senior dog to the vet either. So uh, Jillian says that she believes people food has saved her dog too. That must mean that she's feeding sugar excellent quality food right? Not just like pizza, like she says, but maybe she switched her dog over to a raw diet. Maybe she gives her vegetables and high quality meats. And maybe that's why her dog is doing so well at senior age. There, that, that is rice checks. And when people Google, oh my God, is milk safe for animals? It might get pancreatic cancer. You know, all the cancers and all the pink and all the things that people are in fear of when they feed their animals different foods is because they have a low sodium diet. And when you have an unbalanced diet, any food can be, you know, um, cause infection because there's no balance in the dog's diet as well as the owner. So if you all want to be critical, I don't starve my animal, but you all starve your animals. You give them like one or two cups of food a day and that's about it. Ah, it's milk. Her dog gets milk, baby formula, milk bones, pizza. And I, I'm sorry, but 
her dog is healthy anyway, right? Aside from seizures, at least she's doing well. Maybe, maybe her dog is really happy and energetic. What if cancer and growths are like little tiny eggs? And then when finally you have to rebirth yourself, you have to keep that egg warm. You have to foster that egg. You have to take care of that egg and feed that egg. And that egg makes you a better you. My dog is doing great and I still give her the form. Yeah, no. Poor Sugar had a lump that many believe could have been cancer. Jillian compared it to an egg and said that her dog, who in my opinion looked very ragged, tired and sick was doing absolutely fine. Because hey, as Jillian said, her fur is so soft. So obviously she's fine, right? No, it's too late. Jillian's dog Sugar passed away on February 10th, 2023 after what some have called daily torture. I received an email about this from someone who I'm just gonna call Jane Doe and it piqued my interest in part because I wanted to see what Jillian was up to since it's been a couple years since we spoke about her. But this, this went from Jillian being ridiculous and nonsensical about her, you know, stupid salty cabbage jelly juice water to, in my opinion, an animal abuser. Now, after extensive suffering, her dog has passed away. And I wanna talk about it. Not just what we saw and heard, because these are clips, videos, audio that she publicly puts online, right? So this isn't even like private content. This is, this is public. This is public videos and stuff that I was able to find, which is ridiculous. But I also wanna look at the allegations that she sexually abused this dog, her potential plans to get a new one and animal abuse within these niche holistic communities in the first place. I'm the Illuminati. And in case you couldn't tell, this is Dark Dives. She's doing great. Her fur is so soft. <laughs> milk products, ice cream, sugars, salt, sodium is the balancing force. Sugar, it's okay. The beta cells eat up the parent cells, eating up essentially the memories of the old world. And maybe you're left with a few memories. Just like you see a dementia patient. But y'all are afraid of sodium? No wonder you have cancer disease and chronic illness and autoimmune disorders. I'm gonna go ahead and warn you right now, this episode in its entirety will extensively speak on animal abuse. Not necessarily in gory detail, but in the sense of extreme, supposedly holistic people like Jillian forcing their lifestyle onto their pets, pets who are not compatible with certain lifestyles. I will also go ahead and say that the information used in this episode comes from Jillian's own videos and her own words. It may be possible that at times I have misinterpreted her, but there aren't exactly a lot of articles or reliable sources about this, so I had to go directly to the source and draw my own conclusions based on her statements and actions. So I do apologize in advance if my sources are effectively Jillian's very long rumbling rants. But with that being said, let's dive in. My dog was going downhill very fast. She came from a genetic line of predisposed issues that are prevalent in pit bulls. That's hip dysplasia, seizures, and tumors. Jillian adopted Sugar, a pit bull, with predisposed issues such as tumors, hip dysplasia, and seizures. She's made it very clear that she doesn't see her animal as a commodity or entertainment piece, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Unfortunately, she does seem to see animals as science experiments, judging from how she treated Sugar throughout the last few years of her life. Sugar, as many senior dogs will, started to slow down. 
It's sad, but natural. And the best thing you can do for an older dog, especially one who's a little sick in their old age, is to make sure you're taking them to the vet, making sure they're comfortable and keeping a close eye on them. I don't think many of us would disagree that as everyone gets older, whether it be humans, pets, whatever, the comfort and happiness of that animal, of that person, of that whoever should be a priority. But Jillian, with this all-knowing health guru knowledge that she claims to have and she claims to be, she knows best. Well, already I'm gonna have some issues with what she has to say. At the start of her video, I am raising a full-grown puppy. Jillian says her pit bull is more prone to seizures and tumors, and as climate change has worsened the past few years, so have these predispositions. So first off, as far as I know, no, climate change would not affect the rate at which your dog's tumors grow. Secondly, I'm also not sure where Jillian got the information that pit bulls as a breed are more predisposed to seizures. Sources say that standard poodles, beagles, border collies, and a whole host of other breeds are, but pit bulls are not mentioned on that list. Of course, it is possible that Jillian's dog has epilepsy or another condition that could cause seizures more regularly, but her tone comes across as so dismissive. She says, my dog has these health issues because of her genetics and climate change made it worse. And she says it very matter of factly. So, okay, my little Jilly darling, what are you doing to help sugar? Well, the answer here seems to be nothing, or let me put it this way, nothing that I would advise. Over time, sugar clearly got worse, clearly deteriorated. She ended up with a significant tumor around the size of an ostrich egg on her stomach. Even if this wasn't cancer, which it very well could have been, Jillian's dog looked more and more uncomfortable as the months wore on. She was pacing in circles and seemed stiff, hunched over and unstable. And again, senior dogs may look a bit weaker, but it's the way that Jillian treated sugar in the state that had people infuriated. As opposed to, again, taking her dog to the vet, Jillian said that her dog had been reborn. Why was she getting stuck in corners, falling over and struggling to walk, you might ask? Well, apparently it's because Sugar was reverting back to being a puppy and having to learn everything for the first time, apparently. And so I theorized um, a couple years ago that uh, people can live indefinitely, but how bad? Well, how fast the beta cells eat up the parent cells, eating up essentially the memories of the old world. And maybe you're left with a few memories, just like you see a dementia patient who kind of recalls certain things, but forgets many other things. And she says this multiple times throughout her videos that her dog is regaining memories. And I mean, look, senior dogs can get dementia and it's certainly possible that this is what's happening to Sugar. But the fact that Jillian again sought no help is upsetting for me. Between this and feeding her dog a diet of milk and milk bones, it crosses a line into complete neglect. And honestly, Benjamin Button was a movie. It doesn't happen IRL and it's not happening to a dog. I'm sorry. I get that some people may adopt a dog without knowing everything about its care. And sometimes you can't know when you're adopting from a shelter as well, when so many dogs have, you know, so many different breeds kind of blended in there. You don't fully know what kind of outcome your dog is gonna have health-wise. And then of course, there's the whole issue that your dog can't talk back to you. They can't tell you if something's wrong all the time and they can't tell you what food they can or can't like until, you know, they either have an explosion out the back end or they vomit it back up. But that's why it's so important to do your research about what type of dog you have or what type of dog you think you have. Like 
even the most basic of research and common sense would tell you that what Jillian was doing to her dog was not the best, okay? It's fine if Jillian didn't know that dogs can't really have milk, but again, speaking to a vet about her dog's health would have solved this pretty quickly. And for those of you out there who say dogs can have milk, they can in small quantities on occasion, but it's not recommended if they have it in a regular diet, especially in the way like how Jillian was feeding sugar, nor can they have Similac or even the brand Milkbone itself. They say that their treats are meant as a snack, not a significant portion of a dog's diet. Again, either Jillian does not have common sense, does not know how to read, or she just doesn't care to use the internet to do proper research about her dog. Or I mean, theoretically, there's a fourth option that she just literally gives zero fucks and this was just some kind of weird, sick, twisted publicity stunt or she gets joy out of hurting animals. I don't know. I'm not in her head. I can't definitively give that answer. But from what I was able to find and physically see in here, it gets worse. Because the thing is, while some of the ways she treated sugar were disappointing and upsetting, she also did some things that are disgusting, infuriating, and in my opinion, absolutely abusive. In addition to everything we've discussed, Jillian would put salt, oil, and warm compresses on her dog's stomach around where the tumor was, making the skin pretty raw in that area. Neglecting to help your dog is bad enough, but now making them uncomfortable and making the situation worse, I think that's pretty sickening. But if you thought that was bad, you may be about to lose your lunch. Now, the person that emailed me to my tips at illuminati.com email, Jane Doe, also alleged that Jillian was putting her fingers inside her dog to help her poop. And no, before you ask, this wasn't like a one-time anal gland expression or anything like that. Jilly was allegedly pooping her dog, giving her baby formula and blaming frequencies and climate change for her dog's decline. And yes, before you ask, she did allegedly also give her dog Jilly juice, which is basically, like I said earlier, salty cabbage water. Though I cannot confirm how frequently or in what quantities this supposedly happened. Yet as much as Jillian loathed and condemned the vet, where did she go when things were dire, when sugar needed to be put down? The vet. Jillian took sugar to the vet for her to be put down and yet refused to take her there throughout the course of her life for help with these sicknesses. To say that I'm horrified and infuriated would be quite a bit of an understatement. It's bad enough when you recommend Jilly juice to desperate people, but when you force your way of life onto an animal that cannot help themselves, let alone a sick senior dog, I believe there's a special place in hell for people like that. This is why I think it's important that people don't minimize Jillian's behavior as one ridiculous person that no one's really listening to. I'll be honest, there are people like Jillian that I've talked about in previous episodes who seem so easy to dismiss because they're just so freaking out there. Like seriously, surely no one is actually falling for the cabbage salt water, right? But the thing is, people do still follow her and Jillian does still cause harm, even to this poor dog that unfortunately fell into her care. After hearing all of this, you may ask why no one stepped in, why no one reported her. But the thing is, people did. Jillian did receive a visit from the Humane Society. She herself says so in a video that she posted to Facebook. I got a visit from the Humane Society. Shane, he took a picture of sugar. I told him what I was doing. According to Jillian, the person that visited her apologized for the harassment she had been receiving. She gave him one of her books and he said she was doing an amazing job. So how the hell did this go so wrong? 
Well, from what I can piece together, the Humane Society received reports of abuse that were exaggerated, claiming Jillian was beating her dog, when I've never seen any evidence that Jillian actually hurt Sugar in that way. I get it. The people making these reports were probably so infuriated at the treatment Sugar was receiving that they were willing to say anything to get that dog removed from the house. The problem here is that if you do file a report like that and the Humane Society doesn't see evidence of it, we get a situation like this, where Jillian looks like a decent dog owner compared to an abuser, and now they might not take news reports as seriously. I can't be sure that that's exactly what happened. I've only got Jillian's words to go off of here, and as we know, she's not exactly the most reliable source of information, though she does like to put a lot of information out there. Toward the end of this talk about her visit, Jillian adds that she has a 12-year-old dog and her trolls are seemingly just jealous because they're all, quote, killing off their dogs because they can't handle their evolutions, which that's a quote. I'm not gonna interpret it further. And guess what? My dog is 12 years old and she's still alive. How many of you out there have 12 year old dogs that you put down because you couldn't handle the evolution? You couldn't handle the symptoms. You couldn't handle anything. How many of you have killed off your animals because you didn't wanna deal with their evolution? Then she has the absolute nerve to flippantly add that people destroy their own life because they can't handle these same evolutions too. And first off, it's massively insulting to say that people are killing off senior dogs because they can't handle supposed evolutions. Getting cancer, growing old, getting sick, it's not an evolution, it's literally a part of life. And while I honestly do loathe Jillian as a human and as being a dog owner, I wouldn't dream of mocking her loss and saying, oh, looks like she just couldn't handle Sugar's evolution after all. That's low, that's inhuman. Jillian, you lack basic human empathy and I pity you. And of course, secondly, to say that someone is destroying their own life because they can't handle evolution, that's just outright delusional. It's sheer delusional ridiculousness. You're not waking up the world and converting energy to your benefit, Jillian. I highly doubt anyone from the Humane Society would give you a pat on the back if they had known what you were really doing with Sugar. And to clarify, this isn't to say that Sugar could have been saved even if she did leave Jillian's home. It may have been terminal cancer for all I know, but the sad thing is she never actually investigated that, so we don't know. But I'd like to think that medications may have lessened her suffering and a proper diet may have made her at least a bit stronger and not so uncomfortable at the bitter end. After Sugar did pass away, Jillian was quick to post a picture two days later saying that she was donating Sugar's things and that it was the end of an era and a valuable experience. And she toured the kennels, presumably where she made the donation. I'm not about to judge how someone mourns or grieves. If Jillian needed to get those things out of her house because she couldn't bear to be reminded of Sugar, then so be it. But it's that last sentence that resonates with me. She toured the kennels. It implies that she is at least considering getting another dog, which is a bit horrifying. No dog deserves to go through the hell and pain that Sugar went through. Jane Doe, who had emailed me, said that she had called the Ohio SPCA and sent an open letter to the kennels in Jillian State, begging them not to let Jillian adopt another dog. I can't verify how many of them may have received it or how many were sent, but I can only hope that Jillian isn't permitted to take another dog home. Unfortunately, whether it's through a shelter or through finding a puppy on Craigslist or buying one at a pet store in a mall, there are plenty of ways for Jillian to get her hands on an innocent animal and subject it to the exact same torture Sugar had to endure. Of course, Jillian doesn't see it that way, nor do her loyal followers. They insist that Jillian carried Sugar up and down the stairs, 
woke up to bottle feed her and let her pee inside on pads when she couldn't control her bladder. Surely this isn't the sign of someone who doesn't care about their dog. And to some extent, yes, I get it. Being patient with a senior dog, carrying them, cleaning up after them, that's not neglect. But feeding them an objectively bad diet, refusing to take them to a vet, and feeding them jelly juice, that is abuse. You can't just say, hey, I'm a good dog owner because I give them food and pet them if you beat them or chain them outside in the snow. One good act does not negate a terrible one. That's the same setup too for when, you know, parents talk to their adult kids and they go, well, I gave you a roof over your head and I fed you. And I'm like, congratulations, you did the bare fucking minimum. Why didn't you step up and be a whole ass fucking parent? Same situation, same thoughts apply here to pets. But this is how Jillian has always operated, from jelly juice to dog abuse. She mixes a bit of truth with fiction. She'll say anything that sounds sane and completely true that anyone would agree with, like, hey, don't treat your dog like a commodity. Or when talking about the health of her dog, she might say that high sodium and high carbs can cause inflammation. That's true so far. But then she goes off saying that her dog is gonna live forever and that people and animals can live indefinitely. And then you lose me again. However, as tragic and upsetting as all of this is, Jillian unfortunately is not alone in this type of mindset. And before we continue on to talk about alternative medicine for animals and this whole apparent community that exists, I'm gonna go ahead and take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors because there's really no other place to put them and I need just a small little mental refresh before diving back into this horrific topic. So we're gonna go ahead and start this off by uh, talking about my plushie because again, I need a mental refresh and I need to just see something happy before I absolutely freaking lose it. And I promise you the research, all the videos, the hours that went into just watching this shit was beyond traumatizing. So I'd like to say there's just a couple days left to go ahead and get my plushie. If you wanna get the cute little pyramid plushie with the magnifying glass, it's part of Makeshift's Time Warp event and I believe it's ending this Thursday. So in just a couple days here. So if you wanna go ahead and grab your limited edition V2 Pyramid plush with the magnifying glass, make sure you head over to makeship.com or just go ahead and click the link in the description. It's gonna take you right to the plushie listing. This is by the way, a pre-order. So once everything like stops on Thursday or Friday morning, whenever it ends this week, um, everything's gonna go into production. And then you have to wait a little bit because they're gonna gather the perfect amount of materials that nothing goes to waste, then create the plushies and then ship them out. So again, just a heads up, there's a little bit of weight with this, but it is also a pre-order. So once the pre-orders close, there's no other way to get these plushies. Now, if you look up controversial content, like I often do, especially like, let's talk about this episode for the love of God, uh, you don't always want your internet provider to know what you're up to. I know I don't. And I know a fair amount of you are thinking, why not just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something that really ruined my day. Incognito mode doesn't actually hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the US can legally sell your information to ad companies. And then those ad companies obviously are going to try and sell you shit. But ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. 
And it works on like all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV, in case you didn't know that that's a thing you can do too you can put ExpressVPN on your TV. So there's literally like no excuse to not be using it. It works pretty much everywhere. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash darkdives, and you can get an extra three months for free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash darkdives. Expressvpn.com slash darkdives to learn more. The weather is finally starting to get a little bit warmer. Now, granted, I do love the cold weather. I like winter and fall better than I love spring and summer, but it's here all the same. And with that, many people like to go outside a lot more. I know Colorado's recently had some absolutely fabulous weather, but with that fabulous weather means more time being spent outside, which means less time inside to prepare your meals. And that's where HelloFresh comes in. HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime by delivering pre-portioned ingredients and easy to prepare recipes right to your door. Skip the checkout lines and get outside in the warmer weather because HelloFresh has dinner covered. And they have over 40 recipes with 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from every single week. With so much variety, there's options for everyone and every single lifestyle. And again, as I've mentioned, one of my favorite like little areas is their quick and easy meals but they have so much more. They have an amazing selection of vegetarian and vegan options, which has been one of my favorite, like the falafel power bowls. Hello, amazing. And by the way, they have a really good vegan Thai coconut curry tofu. It's with bell peppers and cilantro lime rice. It is absolutely delicious. They do say it takes about 40 minutes to make, and I'll be honest, it takes me probably about 45 because I'm really slow, but it's well worth it. So if you're ready to get cooking and get cooking quickly, make sure you go to hellofresh.com darkdives50 and use code darkdives50 for 50% off, plus your first box ships free. Again, that's hellofresh.com darkdives50 and use code darkdives50 for 50% off, plus your first box ships free. Now, when it comes to talking about alternative medicine, I use Jillian as an example because she uploads videos constantly and being familiar with her, it seemed more like an update that just needed to be made. But there are a fair amount of holistic or alternative medicine folks out there with pets. And because they believe their Jilly juice or urine therapy or bleach or whatever product they believe in is absolutely the best thing in the world, they'll force it on their animals too. But here's the thing. If you want to ignore scientific evidence and dump urine in your own eyes and mouth, fine, have fun. By the way, that is a real thing. I covered it, oh God, two and a half, maybe three years ago. It's disgusting, but you can go ahead and check out urine therapy. But for the love of all things freaking holy or whatever you worship or don't worship, don't subject your animal to that. Of course, not all of these alternative medicines come across as dangerous right off the bat, like acupuncture or aromatherapy. What's wrong with those, right? I've done aromatherapy for the love of God and I've tried acupuncture too, right? And it wasn't for me, but I tried it at least and it didn't hurt me. Humans have been doing these things for ages and there are clinics out there that perform these alternative medicines on dogs. If humans have benefited, why can't our furry friends? That's the question. Now, unfortunately, there's not a ton of reliable research on the potential benefits, but it doesn't seem like it's necessarily unsafe either. That said, it's not exactly great that so many vets are adding acupuncture to their practice when it's considered scientifically dubious without a sound basis in evidence. And it feels a bit cash grabby. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not taking Casper to get an acupuncture appointment. 
And that's beside the fact that he is just so damn furry and floofy that if you try to get a needle in him, like when we have to get him to draw blood, to do blood panels and stuff like that, they usually have to shave a small patch of his fur. So I'm really not interested in taking him to get acupuncture where they either won't be able to accurately place the needle because you literally cannot see it, or they'd have to shave part of his fur off. David Ramey, an equine vet who worked on the America Veterinary Medicine Association's guidelines on complementary and alternative therapies told Slate, quote, "'Animal acupuncture perpetuates a fraud. "'It also dumbs down the practice of veterinary medicine "'and allows people to promote their nonsense "'at the expense of others.'" Basically, when an owner chooses acupuncture as a treatment, they're prone to ignore other forms of treatment that an animal may need. One vet told Slate that she saw a Rottweiler with bone cancer, and when he recommended medication to control the dog's pain, the owner was offended and said that acupuncture should be handling that. In actuality, no, it wasn't. The Rottweiler couldn't even put any weight on his leg, and when the vet touched the leg, the dog screamed. Again, this doesn't mean that acupuncture can't do anything, but it means that the studies supporting this theory are minimal and dog owners have seemingly blown the help that alternative treatments can bring way out of proportion. But this is just one example. There is a more mainstream one. Jillian took things to the extreme as she typically does. And as there are some of these more bizarre treatments out there, more people are using them for their pets too. I got people occurring with major stuff just with that. From prostate cancer to brain cancer to uh, autism. Now, I think you guys may or may not remember another kind of older video of mine from, like I said, two, three years ago, Jim Humble, who effectively said that drinking bleach cures autism. Again, I released this episode years ago about MMS or Miracle Mineral Solution, which is just pretty much bleach. This bleach, which they of course are calling a solution, this miracle solution has a cult following all the same, regardless of the fact that it's literally bleach. And when you have an extremely devoted cult following, you can imagine that these people are going to believe in this product to such an extent that they give it to everyone in their lives. That includes their children, as I covered in that episode, but it also includes their pets. It was disturbingly easy to find a blog that advocates giving MMS to dogs. Like it was easy. It took maybe two minutes, maybe. Authentica Pets says that MMS is not the same as chlorine as some internet sites claim, and instead it works by destroying bacteria and converting them into water molecules. The blog says that MMS can promote longevity in geriatric dogs, and it's good against fungal infections, cataracts, ear infections, cancer, Lyme disease, and blood disease. The list goes on. And as a general blanket statement, like seriously, please be wary against cure-all claims. It does not exist. and those kinds of terminologies are marketed towards folks that are desperate and hurting. And if you're one of those people, I'm very sorry that you or a loved one is going through things. There is no such thing as a cure-all. It does not exist. The human body, animal bodies, they're too complex for one thing to be this magical cure-all. Please just take a step back and think about it for a moment. That's all I'm asking. When it comes to MMS, it's about 28% sodium chloride, which is an industrial bleach. And I mean, do I really have to explain that you should not drink this, put this on your body, put it in your pets? It's sad that I kind of have to say, hey, don't put industrial bleach into your body, but um, here we are because this is a thing. This is basically poison and it can cause dehydration to the point of death. And here is this blog telling the world to give your dog about two drops of it up to seven times per day. Apparently possible side effects are diarrhea, dizziness, fatigue, nausea, and vomiting, but don't worry about those. 
It's not like those are side effects from drinking small amounts of bleach. Those are just the side effects of this wonderful miracle cure. One man, Sam Little, even claimed that MMS cured his dog of what I'm not sure, but cured his dog before proceeding to travel to Uganda to give it out to people there that had malaria. And just what the fuck is wrong with people? I mean, seriously. It's one thing to have your white savior complex, which is its own issue entirely. I covered that in a separate issue as well when we talked about like Christian missionaries going to Africa in particular and things of the sort. But now you're going to an impoverished area of the world where folks still need clean drinking water and consistent food and shelter, and you're bringing them bleach. To what? Kill them faster? This is ridiculous. Now, I could obviously go on and on and on about those who have claimed to give MMS to their pets, their children, themselves. Just, it's ridiculous. How gross is it, might I add, that even essential oil companies promote the topical use of their products on dogs? Even if they say to consult a vet, I highly doubt that everyone, or most people that are even considering that, are doing that. And the other holistic treatments that people have used on their animals before, I highly doubt again that they are consulting a vet. But the point of this is really to say that these treatments are unproven, dangerous, and truly awful when witnessed up close. Seeing Jillian's dog suffer and pass away video by video was genuinely disturbing. I highly recommend not seeking out those videos, though she does leave them public. So again, you can easily find these videos and watch this deterioration if you are so inclined to, though again, it is quite disturbing. I'm just not sure I can put all the words together about how I feel about something like this. I know I've just created, you know, a 20, 30 minute episode talking about this from a more logical standpoint, but emotionally, this is not easy to process as are many of the topics that I talk about. So here's what I will say. Hug your fur babies close or your reptiles, your birds, your fishies, you know, make sure you love them, you're treating them well and you're giving them appropriate care for what they are. And please, please, as always, stay the hell away from Jilly Juice. With all of that being said, that is where we're going to end today's episode of Dark Dives. And it absolutely was one hell of a dark dive. Thank you for making it to the end of today's episode. I really do appreciate it, especially because I know this one was not particularly easy to digest, but I do hope that you learned something new, even though it may not have been exactly pleasant. Thank you for your time today, and uh, I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.